Welcome, welcome back to the Final Whistle Podcast. I am your host, Javon, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey guys, have and welcome back to our newest episode. And whenever you're actually listening to this episode, I hope you have a lovely day or a lovely night. And we'll be starting off with Champions League football. At Group C, we see Barca, Munich, Inter, and Victoria Pison. I'm going to go first, and I think it's going to be Munich and Inter Milan. Say what you want. I know you guys are thinking I'm crazy. I just have a feeling that Inter Milan <laughs> are going to do something in this group. And so said, so done. I called it. I called it. I called it. Kicking off Champions League review, Barcelona crashes out of the Champions League, finishing second to last in their group. Inter Milan are through second, just like I call it on our previous episode. You heard the submit from our previous episode. This um, tale was a crazy tale. Um, Javier, I'm going to let you kick it off. Um, well, Barcelona, it's really sad that they're out, but they just were not good enough again to reach out into the group, sta- the group stage of the Champions League. And as you can see, I'm stuttering because it's just so unbelievable because I expect them to actually, the amount of levers that they pulled in the summer, they're supposed to be in mm-hmm. the group stages. And it's just like, it's just so crazy. Frank Casey, have Lewandowski, Rafinha, and you couldn't produce the right results, which is just crazy. So them in the Europa League now, they will lose a lot of money because they need Champions League money to stay at home because they're still in financial problems. And just seeing them crash out is just, it's so bad. And then you question, is Xavi the right man to actually pull the team forward right now? But then again, you have to look and say, like, the team is still in a crisis and he's trying to find his way and maneuver with the team. But he has a bit of power to at least try to bring the team forward. They're one of the best strikers in the world. Got um, my thoughts on the... Yeah, you want to say something? Yep. Uh, my my thoughts on this is they're just not good enough defensively. Barcelona is just not good enough defensively. I mean, yeah, they had they, they played Marcos Alonso as centre back. Who plays Marcos Alonso as centre back? The man, the he's man not even, even he's not even anymore. a left back. He can't even he, he's, kind of, he's not even a left back. <laughs> he's not even a left back. Um, Eric Garcia, I don't know what these clubs seen him, but he's not good enough. Oh yeah, Manchester said he could go. They didn't really. Yeah, they're fine with that. No, no. Did you see? Did you see how Bayern ran them off the field in yeah, that game? I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna get to that point right now. Is that when you look at it? Okay, I know both teams really well. Bayern do a lot of off the field work in the gym, not just tactically, mm. like mentally. Board games. Um. Uh, reviewing clips in the in the um, in the room X Y and Z, they actually do a lot of physical things in the gym. Barcelona, on the other hand, if you know their football, it's more mentally, but they don't do things in the gym. They're not that physical. They're more relying on technical ability and just simple, tactics. yeah, simple tactics. No, mm-hmm. for realized teams in Europe right now, you need dominant figures in the midfield. I should say. And you need There's people that can strong, run. People who can run. 
And that's what Barry Midfield did, run them out the park. Mm-hmm. And Barcelona's football for the past two years have been relying on technically good players, but mm-hmm. they're losing that dominant player in the midfield who's strong, who can run, you know, who's just athletic and do what to do. You understand? They don't have yeah, the players. Did... All the players are just small and just, okay, they can pass, but they're going to be outrun regardless either way. I see what you're saying, because even in that game, when you saw how um, Gnabry and Mane were just terrorizing that defense, Alfa- yeah, even Alfonso yeah, Davies, exactly. yeah. they were just pulling Barcelona Davies. apart. Davies. Do you see what Davies is built? He's fast and strong. Like, come on. Yeah, this was line. this was this was about to happen. I I want to backtrack a bit because earlier in the day, um, Inter were taking on Victoria Pison, and Inter created a lot of chances. You thought they were never gonna put them away, but once um the first one in, in I think it was Eden Jekyll who scored the first one. Once that went in, the floodgates opened, and they comfortably went to to the group stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the to the round of sixteen of the Champions League. And mm-hmm. from a Barcelona perspective, perspective looking at this, but this is a disaster. The amount of money that they would get back um, from being in the group in the round of sixteen of the Champions League um, would have helped them. And they club the club statement um, prior to this is that they that it would be a disaster if they didn't make it because yeah. they budgeted to at least be in the quarterfinal of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. make it out the group stage, and yeah, then. Mm-hmm. This goes back to a point that I made earlier in the summer. Why would you sign two world-class players for the same position? And that's going back to Raf- signing Rafinha and de- re-signing Nembele in the same position. Because clearly, playing those two on the field at one time does not work. It I does see. not work. If you push if you push Dembele out on the left, you take away from Dembele what he does best, coming off the right. If you push Rafinha out right... Rafinha's gonna always have to cut back on that left foot to swing in crosses. You take away, you take away what Ra- Rafinha gives you best because he plays off the right. Ansu yeah. Fati, why doesn't yeah. Ansu Fati start anymore? Ferran Torres, you could play Ferran Torres off the left and have him coming in and linking up in the box with um, Lewandowski as a second striker. But you cannot have Rafinha and and Dembele on the field at That's the same it. time. Frank Frankie De Jong, you should have left. You you wanted to be stubborn and, and sit on the bench, no have a seat on the bench in, in Europa League. Because the club tried to push you out. You said, oh, you wanted to play Champions League football, you're not playing Champions League. Yeah, football. but he's not going to Chelsea though, or Man United. Um it does it doesn't matter. They I'm I'm saying that statement that I just made is because when a club is visually pushing you out. And um, dragging your name through the streets of Barcelona, why would you stay? I'm saying there's no upside for him to him staying. They, well, he doesn't even get that much game time. Well, the midfield for Barca is Pedri, Gavi, and um, Busquets. If um, Gavi doesn't play, um, Frank Kessie comes in. See what I'm saying? They're even yeah. talking about playing him as centre back. Man, it's just a complete disaster. Honestly. The the point you made, Rafina, I agree with that. But then again, Rafina isn't hasn't really been performing really well for the past few games. Actually, he's been really exactly. Poor. Maybe but, maybe if he had went to a team that um, because Arsenal wanted him at one point. Maybe if he had went to a team like Arsenal or Chelsea, he'd be performing better because he'd 
get time to he would be an integral figure of that team. Realize, mm-hmm. If you realize Xavi chops and changes team. his team every week. Rafinha went to Arsenal, he'd be playing when Saka is not playing. But even then, I still think Arteta would have found somewhere to show him, shoehorn him in the side. Yeah, Xavi I'm, does not know his starting his best starting eleven. Yeah, he's chopping and, and changing the team. I mean, knowing Arsenal nowadays, right? Know that it's always the same starting eleven each game. So I would probably look at rotation happening still. Exactly. Um, but, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It may. It made no sense. It still doesn't make sense. They must know what to do. To be honest. Yeah, I'm not gonna harp on Barcelona much longer. Another thing, Juventus, Juventus are out of the group stages of the cha- fell out of the Champions League at the group stages. This is what you love to see. I think this is the, this is the first time since 2012, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Because they got promoted back to Sierra around the, the late 2000s, you know, 2010, 2012, or so if I remember correctly, with Dante. Yes, but and been, then yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There have been rumors with Allegri being sacked and Conte coming back, but that's just rumors still. Yes, but, yeah, because Juventus just doesn't have the money. Yeah, see, that's the issue. They don't have the money, and they're taking like 15 years to pay for the son. <laughs> exactly. So it's um, just they're just gonna have to either um fire Allegri and. Have the tier caretaker manager take over until the end of the season. Bring back Perlo. Or that's a good point. You know, looking back, I know hindsight is a hell of a thing, but looking back, no, Perlo wasn't was wasn't such a bad option at the time. Perlo team. Exactly. Exactly. Is but yeah, uh team? I mm-hmm. I know you're saying. Oh, like yeah, Juventus, they made big talk and, you know, splash on the sun last year. And, I mean, they had Chiesa as well and they got Weston McKinley. I just Kiesa. don't understand that transfer. Still don't get that transfer. I'm like... No one gets that transfer. You know, like they try to... I don't, I don't know. Juventus is... is I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really can't put a finger on them still, but they, they, are, they seem to be degrading right now after years of dominating the Syria. You can see that Napoli is now on the rise. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, AC Milan, Inter Milan are, are coming back to the forefront. But I don't know. Juventus is just... I'm just glad the sun is there too. Just feeling that. Yep. Yep. Uh, 100% agree. It's, it's just been on a dollar spiral um, ever since they, win, they won their last Kudetto. When Ronaldo yeah. left, it's been downhill from there. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've invested in the team properly. I don't think they brought in the right manager at the time. They just True. went went to the to what they knew before or the nostalgia. I think they could have spent a bit of extra time and did the research properly to actually get a um, a manager that could bring this team forward. Um, I don't agree with the invent their um recruiting strategy because over the past few years, Juventus have wanted to bring in these big name stars but they don't bring in these big, big name stars when they're young they bring them in where they are the, almost at the peak of their career right. and within a year or two they're declining no offense to Di Maria but it, it, it is what it is look at when they brought in Ronaldo um, Adrian look at Adrian Rabiot he's not okay maybe he's a 
he's not old, but he's still not um the level of player that you expect Juventus to buy. Rabia, like I know, like I know his mom is his manager. His mom had like a big talk about him demanding big money all around Europe. But I never understand that transfer either. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I don't. I don't get. Yeah. That. When they brought in um the French midfielder, what is his name? His name is SK- Matuidi. Matuidi was at the end of his career when he went to Juventus, you know. Um, and that's how they've been doing their business. They need to get out of that mold and uh, sign younger, fresher players. Yeah, Paul um, needs to sit back and just try figure out what to do right now because it's not looking pretty at all, boy. Exactly, it ain't it, Chief. It ain't it, and um. I hope to see Juventus back in the future because while they're going down, I f- I do genuinely believe that other Italian teams are getting better. I wonder if Zidane, Inter Milan, Napoli. I if, sorry, I wonder if Zidane will want to manage them. And um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was asking. He already did turn it down. Zidane. Yeah, he turned it down. Yeah, he turned it down. Really, He's, your old club. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to Italian coach. Um, but can they afford him? That's the next, next Real Madrid one, one wonder. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see because I'd love to see him um go coaching again and have great success to shut people like you up who keeps thinking he's. I mean, he wonder. will, he will have success, but, but just uh, do it with a different team. And he, he will do it with a different team. I I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he can, he cannot, uh, I'm not saying he can just want to see him with a different team. That's all. Yep, yep, yep. Um, while we're here, let's jump over. While we're in Italy, let's jump over to Naples. Oh my god, what a team, bro! What yeah. a team, Napoli. I love watching them play, they've been really good this season. And the recruitment last year has really paid off. They recruited really good last year. They replaced for the ball with King Lin J. And boy, that mm-hmm. he's a really good center back, to be honest. He's, he's really good, and they got. Uh, Gio Simeone, which is Diego Simeone's mm-hmm. son, a striker. Mm-hmm. And I got Kavat Scalia. I'll yeah. say it for you, Kavat Scalia. Kavat Scalia from Georgia. He's been a really good talent. But for like 10 million. Baller. Which is just Baller. insane. What do you think he's his transfer value is right now? Oh, his transfer value. I'm saying he cannot go nothing less than 60 million right now. Nothing less than 60 million. It's impossible. And the thing about it as well, Napoli is a really difficult team to negotiate with, so not mm-hmm. less than 60 minutes. Plus, plus, plus he's yeah. producing. He's not yeah. one of those flashy mm-hmm. players that just brings you up the field. Yeah, he, he produces. He produces he's results. assisting, yeah. he scores goals, mm-hmm. and he's a workhorse. Yeah. I, he's one of my new favorite players. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the camp, Kavat uh, Skelly. And I can't tell the last time I saw a player from Georgia as well. Try to put a, a finger on a player from Georgia, but I can't remember one. I really can't. Yeah, but... so this yeah. this this is good. This is good to see talent from all over the world, the world's game. While we're still discussing the Champions League, do you want to talk about CVR Atletico? Because I got some choice word for Diego. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I'm not gonna go on another Diego Sevilla to read. Which team? Um, Sevilla or um Atleti? I'll talk about Atletico Madrid. Well, Atletico Madrid, time being, I've seen reports saying that uh, Diego Simone is not leaving Atletico Madrid, right? Well, for a really long time, I'm hearing. I don't know if that means that on 
they don't need to stay like that. They're saying that because they want, they don't want to keep him, but they're just trying to put out like a, a news thing that like they really want to get him out, but just to say that they support their manager when they really don't. But I don't know. I really don't know. He might be the only manager that can that they can have right now who can manage their finances and at least produce results right now. But I you mean, do realize three... he's the he's, he's the best paid coach in the world, and look yeah. at the results that are on the field. I don't yeah. care what he does in the yeah, back. That's, that's true. That's true. And he's third place in La Liga right now. And I don't think struggling he can... third. He's third place by default. Have you seen well, their games? <laughs> well, yeah, because they they lost three two to Cadiz. Which was a crazy match, but dang. Your most expensive player yeah. on the bench. Yeah, and Joe Felix, he looks depressed, and boy. He needs to get out of that club, bro. Come to Chelsea, please. Yeah. He costs a lot or even Arsenal. Madrid. Yeah, he'd be really good for Arsenal, you know, but he's quite expensive, much like 20 million or so. I don't know. But to make it work, I don't, still. no, 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 no. Thanks to Cholo Simeone, he's not worth 120 million anymore. Mm. I'm pretty sure if you go and try to sign him, you get him. You won't have to pay a transfer, um, a release clause. You could negotiate with that later okay. because Ch- Cholo Simeone is not going to play him. Mm. And they played him this weekend, and he scored mm-hmm. two goals. So well, what are you trying to say? Like, I, I don't understand how you can have such a brilliant team. I'll never get it. You have such a brilliant mm. team with world. Absolutely world class talent, and yeah. you have them. You have one. You have you have him on the bench, in Joel Felix, and you're just not getting not attacking talent out of the rest of the team. Griezmann right. pops up with goals here and there, but Griezmann's a workhorse, right? Yeah. Yo, you know, I'll take I'll take Ninges right now. I don't like him, but I'll take him. The reason I don't like him because they, you know, PTSD inspired all the time. But yeah, I'll take Ninges yep. from them right now. Yeah, but. Yeah, right. I'll take um um Renan Lodi, who's at loan at Nottingham Forest. Renildo, mm. they have brilliant players. Matthias Cunha, they have brilliant players. Yeah, Cunha, yeah. But going Cunha. back to Aleti, in terms of this Champions League game, yeah, they did it. They, Aleti, they they drew to Leverkusen, didn't they? Yeah, they, the Aleti. Yep. And they had a penalty. They got a penalty after the final whistle. They had a penalty at the end of the game. Yeah. Referee said, thought it was a handball. I personally didn't think it was a handball because really, where's he supposed to put his hand? But hey, gonna give a handball. Cool. I understand. I'm with it. You give the handball, right? Tell me why Carrasco shoots, keeper saves, rebounds. Um, I think it was Griezmann or Ronaldo. He headed the ball. He goes onto the post. He rebounds. Um, I forgot who took the strike, but the strike comes in, and Yannick Carrasco clears it off the line. In a strange turn of events, Atleti prevented wow. themselves from going to the group, getting out of the group stage of yeah, the Champions League, and it's what they deserve. If, if you've seen their football this season, you would not be impressed. Yeah, and you know, I watched a game against the Bukuzin when I was at work, and that was a really depressing match. I mean, Zabi Alonso, well, he, he at least he got a draw, ain't bad. But, mm, well, well, I don't know, you know, I really don't know. It, it, it's really depressing. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's great. Yeah, it is very depressing. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> like the, it's getting kind of sad because then if you want to discuss CVF from dropping out of the the, the Champions League, yeah, it's um, not really. They'll just be bad all season. I'm not. I'm not even going to waste time on that. It's CVF's really just been bad. My, it's not really one of my best topics to talk about, to be honest, because I just can't really. Formally proper arguments against them when they keep doing the same thing over and over again. So I don't really know. I know, I I know you keep trying to have hope for them, but it's not. It's just not working in your favor. So I already have hope for Barcelona already. So mm-mm. Mm-hmm. no, with the no with this with these teams being dropped out, this sparks the conversation. Does it make the Europa League better? Does it make? The Boy. Europa League are much what Europa League right, no. this season. Let me tell you from now, if Arsenal and Man United in the Europa League final, nobody ain't going to watch that Champions League final. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't care if anybody bashes me, but if you know the fan base... But there are different days. If you know the there fan base, it, it's just crazy. If you check Twitter mm-hmm. right now, or Twitter, Man United versus Arsenal fans, it is the worst thing ever. If these two, if these, if these two teams are in a final, it's all hell break loose. Ain't nobody gonna watch the Champions League final. We, we, it doesn't care which whichever team. Nobody ain't gonna watch it. But, Trust me, I'll be watching the Champions League final. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. but it does make the Europa League more exciting because because now you got Manchester United, Arsenal, um, Barcelona, Atletico, mm. Juventus, um, Villarreal. You have some brilliant teams left in the Champions yeah, League, like, in the Europa League. All right, look, like, come on now. If it was a Chelsea versus Manchester City Champions League final, and it's an Arsenal versus Man United, like, Man United fan base is large as well as Arsenal. Chelsea, I mean, City all day. Because think about the narrative. Is this the no, time that no. is, can Man City finally lift their Champions League trophy? Will Chelsea boy. win their third Champions League trophy? I'm with talking Ars- question. Bro, that's not a question. Will Arsenal actually win a Champions League trophy? Will Man United actually win another European trophy since uh, Jose Marino? Will they win the third Champions League trophy? Arsenal, oh, Man- wait, all I know, Arsenal and Man United have been battling since the mid nineties to the early two thousands. Who are falling down and got back up again? Well, that's already a story right there already to talk about. So, yeah, we'll see. We will see. We'll see. Let let let, let 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 let's see who gets to this these, yeah, the the semifinals first. These, these two fan bases are just so funny. <laughs> Actually, man. But yeah, um, I hope I hope. Well, let's talk about Europa League still. But um, either way, I hope Arsenal can reach the final. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Manchester United, man, these transitions are coming easy. Thinking. Speaking of um, uh, Manchester United. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> CR7 returns to the side after being exiled, yeah. after walking off the field, and Casemiro brilliance. You wanted to talk about this? I'm gonna let you have it. I mean, yeah. Um, Man United right now seems to find their footing with everything hard, and it's really kind of sad and good to see because I don't like Man United, but it's good to see that a team that has fallen down to the same period as Arsenal is actually. Coming back up again, you know, we always compete in the league and we hate each other. But Ertan has a strain that he cannot use coach in another league and also that he can handle the so called pressure. And you have pullings like Gary Neville say that, oh, 
he is new to this and i mean although he's a coach right now it's good that he exiles cr7 and x y and z but it's showing that he can do his work you understand and gary never went to spain and he he got sacked as valencia manager still at erickson hug right now managing man united i mean he got uh lissandra martinez uh, what's the player he got again? Mash, Mashiel, Mashiel. I forgot his name. That, that fullback. And ma, 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 Marciela. Marciela, yeah. And he Malasia, 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 yeah. yeah. And he seems like he wanted to marshal into that cold number nine player. You know what I mean? But mm. I believe he's injured right now. And Rashford, Rashford is boy, Rashford. He looks like he's turning into a. Not turning, but he's finding back his old self, scoring again and, you know, doing some good work. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, watching Man United games and Casemiro has been that midfielder they've been missing for ages right now. Like, Jose Marina always want to find that midfielder to unlock Pogba. But I guess a player like Casemiro is a player that they've been missing, who is physical, who can pass, who can do all the dirty work. I mean, they said Matic for that. He was old, regressing, but he was really a player in need, but he could hold the forefront. And they had mm-hmm. McTominay, introduced McTominay, who's tall, big, strong, he can he can do something, but not what Casemiro can do. So I guess if they still had Pogba and Casemiro, that would have worked out really well. But Man United still need yeah. another midfielder to go along, alongside Casemiro. I mean, everything Hag was saying that they have Ericsson though. Erskine, yeah, but they want to play Bruno Fernandes as well, and they cannot play together in the field too, if I understand. Which is a, just an in big games, because they've been playing together yeah. along with Casemiro um, in all the smaller games. Mm-hmm. Um, do, let me ask yeah. you this. Do you think playing both um, Fernandes, Erickson, um on the field at the same time in big games is suicide? Or is not feasible? Um, I don't think it's suicide. Let me tell you why. And it all... It all goes back to how... But you just said they can't play together. No, okay. No, they cannot play together. But then again, there's some positives and there's some negatives. The reason why negative is that if Bruno gets injured or Erickson gets injured, then they'd be left out one position. Yeah, Fred. I don't know. Wait, Fred? Oh, no. And there's most times when Bruno and Erickson are on the field, it's like playing... Too negative sometimes. They're doing the same thing. It's similar type of player most times as well. Then again, Ayrton Hag needs to know how to put Bruno in a hybrid number eight role and play beside Casemiro. But I don't think he finds that footing yet. But if he finds that footing, then it won't be so bad. But sometimes so when would... I watch the games, it just doesn't mix so much. So would realize, um, hmm? Ericsson be a better fit beside that for that number eight role? Um, honestly, it could be, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, if you're gonna, I can see both of them working, but I would expect Ericsson to be that the, the, the more creative one, yeah. He, clean he up is more creative than Bruno because Ericsson just there whacking balls. Because I don't, I honestly don't see what Bruno brings to a team. That's what I'm and saying. He, he <laughs> I don't, don't see what he brings to any team. He is, he's a bit negative with. I mean, he can score a goal, something like this, but he's also negative at the, at the side front, saying that he just... I don't even know what... 
don't know. It's just that he's a slot left in the ball goal most times that you know Erskine can yeah, do. Yeah, he holds on to the ball too long. Yeah, remember he holds that. Holds on to the ball too long. He he over dribbles sometimes. He always tries to play this yeah. great pass, hoping it comes off. I honestly mm. don't see what Bruno Fernandez brings to yeah, the team. And remember you that guys can um we'll put we'll put a poll out there. We'll put a poll out there on our on our Instagram and hopefully you guys can interact with us. Yeah, um be. at the final whistle podcast. That's one of the blue logo with the soccer ball. But yeah. I honest and I'll ask you guys, I'll ask our listeners, I honestly don't see what Bruno Fernandez brings to the team. Uh, that's just me. And mm. you guys let me know what you think. And I'm sorry, remember how, that. How I was trying to say, remember that Erskine is a hybrid 8-10, you know, that he can play both roles really well. And he's a player who can move inside the pockets and, you know, get the ball out of tight spaces and pass the ball out to the striker. He's that type of um, hybrid 8, if you see in modern-day football, which I like, which I like how he plays Spurs as well. So, yeah, he, he was a good signing by Erton Hag if he wants to implement into the team. But Bruno, or Bruno need to... No, no, he did try to find a new role for Bruno, man. That doesn't allow him to do as much passing. But then again, Ayrton had, <laughs> Ayrton had game plan is mostly about passing. So I don't know what, what, what he's going to do. We need to talk with him man, and see what he can contribute. But, I don't know. Yeah, don't definitely, know. definitely. Arsenal hit five again. Uh, hit five against Nottingham. Nottingham Forest having coming off a 2-0 loss to PSV Eidehoven. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to leave this to the Arsenal, man. Yeah. I'll go on to your side. What's up with your side, bro? What's going on? Yeah, what do you mean? Actually, what's going to happen to my side? Yeah, lose. We still get into that. But, I mean, we lost against PSV. And, honestly, I haven't really liked Arsenal's performance in the Europa League. I mean, they win games, but it's just not convincing that. They, they just play like it's just not their day every single day, most times. And PSV actually showed them that they need to wake up, that, you know, there's some teams in the Europa League which need to look out for. You have Barcelona, you have Provincius right now. So you need to look out for those teams. And PSV show that, yeah, we ain't here to play around. We want to win too. And I mean, you have Kode Gakpao. You know, we're actually linked to Kode Gakpao in the summer as well. He's a brilliant, a brilliant striker winger and I mean I believe he got the most second most assists in Europe right now with Messi who, who actually even first place right now and boy he's scoring goals as well he does everything right um mm-hmm. I believe Southampton plays a bit for him but he got rejected in the summer as well but I just I just want to see where he's gonna go but I know he's definitely moving from PSV but then again PSV is actually challenging for the title against Ajax PSV is actually one point behind Alex right now in the league. So, I don't know. Let's see where he's going to move by next summer still. And Xavi Simons, he's a La Mesa product from Barcelona. He went on to Paris Saint-Germain and he wanted to prove Barcelona that he's, you know, he's that player. You understand? And boy, that low move to PSV right now, he's doing really well. In that game, he's causing so much problems, I tell you. Arsenal defenders were on the ground, man. He was so good. He was so good. And this is a player I know from a very long time that he had the potential to do really well. And he was also a a um a player by the late Mino Raiola as well. So you know mm-hmm. he has one of the best. Um he has really good um what should I say? Um clients. Okay, okay. He was one okay. of them. But, okay. Yeah. Um what do you think what do you think about the Arsenal performance in the 5-0 win at Forest. 
I watched it today, obviously, and Arsenal played really well. Uh, Martinelli played really good. Saka played really good. Saka and Partey. Big shot at oh, the party. Big that, shot at the party. Goal for well. party. It was a really that good goal. That goal for party was brilliant. I know since he came to England, he's been trying to score those goals for a while. But when he scored a goal against Spurs, I said this enough. He's gonna score one of the one of those goals one day. And he scored it, man. He scored that next one again. So he scored the same type of goal in one month. So those goals have to be contender for goal of the month, obviously. And you know, Shaka as well. Shaka has been his redemption arc is probably one of the best I've seen. That not too long ago when he came, everybody hated Shaka. Boy, he was so close to leaving Arsenal, but right now he's like one of our best performing players right now, which is amazing. And also Gabriel Jesus, he didn't score, but he assists today. He assists two times, I believe, two or three. And uh, he could have scored at least three times today, but he, he missed. But well, yeah, just one of those days, you know. But apart from scoring, he adds so much dynamics to the game that he's always defending, he's laying off the ball, he's intercepting the ball, he's doing everything so far. And I'm hearing comparison of Dari Nunes to Gabriel Jesus, but Gabriel Jesus brings so much to Arsenal game. He literally changed the way how they play. Yeah, they, they, I think they're right. two different profile of strikers. Yeah, right. Gabriel Jesus is just that player like um, I don't want to say like Sanchez who can like defend and assist and you know get the ball forward and you know be that main man in the team but he's just a, that all-round striker who can just do everything. That's what I'm saying. That's good, a deep good, line good to power say. I agree. Yeah. And, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I agree. Yeah, and you know, Darren Nunes is just that that stunning tall striker, like Patrick Schilly, a poacher. But, no, I think I think Darren Nunes can has a, has a lot to his game. He's very exciting. Um, he can okay. carry the ball. Um, I just think he needs to calm down in terms of his finishing. Um, Liverpool. Uh, did you see what happened with Liverpool? Uh, they won again. They won in Europe and they lost against Leeds. And mm-hmm. they lost last week yeah. against... Who did they play last week and they lost 1-0? I think on first. Paris, yeah. Wow, so Liverpool woes continues. It's um, still I'm happy. Yeah. Chelsea. I some Liverpool friends. They, need to be, they needed it, to be honest. Yep, yep, yep. So it's a good, strong um, yeah. win for Arsenal after coming off that loss. But after mm-hmm. coming off a win in Europe, yeah. Liverpool... Is still Liverpool woes in the league it still continues. Right. I believe mm-hmm. Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Uh lost against Brighton. Um oh. now nah, oh, they lost four one. They played horrible, that's how. Uh but uh Your manager's supposed to know that team inside out. Eh. Deserve it, deserved it. That's all I can say. Uh mm-hmm. but Graham Potter going back to the AMAC Stadium, going back to Brighton. Um, I think it was two or three months after he le- after he left, About or so. two months after he left. Uh, Brighton. About so, yeah. Um, to join Chelsea, Brighton demolished Chelsea. I'm not even gonna hold anything back. Brighton total demolished. Yep, yep. Brighton ripped Chelsea apart in that first half. Um, Thiago Silva, while he made two brilliant stops off the goal line, could not keep them out. Um, Kepa was injured. Subdad men in the second half. Brighton, Brighton fully deserved this game. Um, Leandro Trussard, come to Chelsea. Listen, following 
Hazard's footstep come to Chelsea, be great. But mm-hmm. Leonard just had a brilliant game. Um, yeah, there's not much more to say than Brighton had a fantastic it's game. The thing, with, the thing with Chelsea right now, you have too much Englishmen stinking up the team right now. Like who? You need to bring back that, that Spanish and Brazilian flair back into the team. Yeah, we, I was saying that to myself the other day. We need yeah. some Brazilian players, yeah. you know? Because when you have... We have Mount, like, we have people like Mount not perform. We need someone who can step over him, right? But now but because... that's but but here's the thing: Mount did his job. Mount did what he's supposed to do in the position he was set to play. Yeah, I, I don't know what Potter was. I I don't know why. Um, Potter decided to start Sterling. <laughs> you, you and you saw my message, right? As I was going yeah, crazy, Sterling. Brother, Sterling is not good. Why why are you playing Sterling at left wing back? Why are you playing Mount? Um, Police you know at crazy? Right, at right wing back. You know why, why, why are you starting Kai Havers as, as, as an autonaut nine? I'm like, sorry, why don't I, they just play, the, play these players I in their actual know. positions? I don't know if you remember, but when I said, like, when Sterling moves to Chelsea, he's going to play as a wing back on the token. But I never expect, expected to play as a wing back on the Graham Potter. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what. I don't know what these coaches are thinking and why they want to do the extravagant or why. Oh, let me go. I have a player that plays defense. Let me play him as a striker. Let me be the next big thing. Wanna be no, it's not working. Play these players in their original position. You have you. It's driving me. It's driving me up a wall because when it doesn't work, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm not saying you cannot tweak it like that for one or two games, but it's not feasible to do it over a 38 game period. Hey. It's driving me nuts. But hey. I remember the gonna... day. I remember the day when United Emery played to Torreira, a defensive midfielder in number ten. So, yeah, it's it's not feasible. But I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. Right. Great win, um, City. Deserve it. You deserved it. Because I like the way you play attacking football. Moving on. Manchester City winning without Haaland. Wow. A brilliant free kick yeah. from De Bruyne. Boy, like, my city right now. I mean, I mean, Arsenal is on top of the league table right now, but I'm scared as shit as. as, as boy, I don't know. And they play without Haaland right now. And they still playing 100%. Boy, imagine. Leicester Arsenal. played well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 mm-hmm. they had most of the position of this game. Even Madison, yeah, after did. the game, was complaining that he had, um, in the first half, he almost didn't touch the ball at all. Right, yeah. So, but, to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but City seems to be playing, like, their best ball game in quite a while, right? I mean, they always play the best ball game, but, I mean, with, with Haaland, they've been playing really, really well. They can't expect Haaland to score any day, does as Kevin De Bruyne just finds Haaland, just expect a goal. But they play without him right now, and it's still 100% kicking right now. So, boy, I don't know how to stop City right now, honestly. And City is a team which has gained over 97 points. Average Maybe if they pass. play Napoli. Probably. And, like, City is a team which has gained over 97 average points mm-hmm. in the league for the past four to five seasons. And Arsenal, this Arsenal team is still young, which is trying to compete for the title too, which is crazy. Like, I don't know what's going to happen right now. I'm just, it's still early days. So, I mean, boy. Let's see. Let's see um, what happens in that London Derby next week. Yeah. And um, let's, I'd say you you should have a good grasp on 
or a whole Arsenal is going to compete in for the title well, after the yeah. World Cup, after the World yeah, Cup, and when... that first that first couple of games after the World Cup, because I yeah. believe that any team that wins that first couple of games right after the World Cup will have a spring, sh- will have that momentum right. going and into you, the rest of the season. I know as well. Not much Arsenal players are going to the World Cup because they don't like us. So I'm happy that we're pleased to stay home. <laughs> Tragic. Mm-hmm. Top class analysis from you, yeah. Tragic, <laughs> tragic, absolutely tragic. Mm. Moving on to some, moving on to them, to some quick mentions. Real Madrid dropping points, um, lo- uh, losing to RB Leipzig and drawing this weekend, um, to Girona. Tony Cruz was sent off in that match against Girona, and um, Leipzig yeah, just like... out and out beat Real Madrid. Mm. Is this a cause for concern? Yeah, like that Madrid game, that was Tony Cruz's first red card in like 15 years, which is just mad. Mm-hmm. Which is really mad. I wasn't expecting anything like that. He was so confused too, but um, Madrid, uh, they can do with Cruz for a while, of course. They got players who can manage that. Two or many, come on. Yeah, yeah. so you know, they have players who can fill in the spot. Um, also, I guess, also at Madrid as well, they're the only team in the Champions League. Which you know, Spain has always dominated a competition with the mm-hmm. most teams, you know, leading in. But it just Madrid alone right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, this is a cause for concern for Spanish football? No, no, uh, no, no, no. Just... For Madrid, Madrid last couple of games, and uh, and oh, yeah, do you think um, it's a cause for I, concern for Spanish I, football? I am not concerned with Madrid because they have the players and they have the quality to actually push on. I mean, Carlos Ancelotti said that he's not going to buy any players as well because in, in winter window because he believes that he has the players who can fulfill um, the objectives. But so I know I'm not worried about Madrid. They can do their thing. Uh, Spanish football, okay. We'll talk about Spanish football. We usually talk about Madrid and Barcelona. Barcelona. And yeah. sometimes Atleti. And sometimes and, and, and Real Betis from time to time. Yeah. Um... Actually, I would say no, because Madrid at the forefront right now is, is you know, always the face of the Champions League. So they always be the one to, not really save, but to, what should I say? I don't want to say save, but they just, um, they, they just, they're in the forefront to say that, you know, Spain is still dominant in this competition overall. So if they win it, nobody won't be talking about Spanish football. To be honest, and, yeah. And I mean, like Barcelona, fall, Barcelona falling right now. Eh, who cares? That's what everybody say. Who cares about them? They deserve it. Yep. Um, Tiki Taka is just getting, uh, what now? He's just not being effective anymore. Chavi need to find new ways to implement new philosophies to enhance that tactic overall. To be honest, Atletico Madrid. We already talked about what Atletico Madrid is. So don't need to go there. They don't deserve. Uh, our, they don't deserve my mention anymore. Yeah, Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. They did a good run last year. Eight on a light. Uh, you know, you and I left them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure who the manager is. I need to look into that. But uh, I expect them to be back soon. I think it is. Um, what's his name? Uh you know, I saw the news the other day. What did me? Yeah, the name the name slipped at the moment. Um, yeah, I, 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 let me let me. 
news. The yeah. news. I saw the news. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? Oh, it's Satan. He was um. He was Barcelona's, yeah, he was Barcelona's manager one time. For quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. A while but, back. Yeah. Yeah, I said a while back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a concern for Spanish football. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a concern for Spanish football because it's probably just a one-off. Um, mm. I just think the groups they've been played placed in and their form, yeah, that's the result you get, you know. Maybe if Barcelona right. were in another group, they would have made it through. Um, even though the defense is not great, Syria is not, has not been great. Atletico, this is bound to happen when you have a coach that plays... And uses the team, uses that team that he's been given. Right, right. use it. This was about to happen. Yeah, but I we're not gonna talk about this any further. <clears throat> PSG has been brilliant in the final third. Um, Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe all have seventy goal contributions together. Yeah, in been... Europe. Yeah. They've been, a They've been really... brilliant. Neymar has been on fire. Right, right. They've been a deadly trio, to be honest. Really deadly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, Mbappé Definitely. right now is doing his thing at Paris Saint-Germain. Messi mm-hmm. assisting, scoring as usual. Neymar. Messi has been brilliant. Yeah, Messi Neymar. has been... Yeah, Messi has been really good. Neymar, Neymar, Neymar is... as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, been Neymar has been. I think he's been the player for the season for them. Yeah. No. And not Mbappe. Hmm. You want Mbappe to take away that work? Yeah, I take Neymar this season so far. Yeah. Hmm. Mbappe ain't ready this season so far. I, I'll one hundred percent give it to Neymar because he deserves it. You know what Neymar's when the other day he was in court against that trailer. Um, when he moved to Paris the tax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Over the transfer fee. Yeah, I believe he, he tax over the transfer fee. Yeah, I believe he got through. He's fine now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. all the charges has been dropped. Yeah. Um. Hey, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But PSB and PSG has been brilliant. Let's see if they can take this to the round of sixteen of the Champions League and get and maybe even win the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to see these types of these level of performances at the end of the competition, and all of these three, all of these three big players of PSG are going to the World Cup. So let's see how they perform. For the yeah. separate teams, and that concludes our recording, um, our time here, <laughs> and or our episode of the final whistle. Uh, thank you for listening us, listening to us yet again. Um, we will be having a giveaway. We will be giving away your favorite jersey. Uh, we'll make a post on our Instagram page about the chances to win that jersey. Follow us at the Final Whistle Podcast on Instagram. That's the blue one with the soccer ball. The Final Whistle Podcast. Follow us. Get those get get those number ups like and share. DM us and just interact with us as we continue to grow this podcast. Follow us at the Final Whistle without the e at the end on Twitter, right. and uh, you can always email us at uh, the Final Whistle twi- well the Final Whistle twenty twenty two at gmail.com. I am your host, Javon. I'm from my co-host. Oh. Thank you for joining us, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week.
Yep.